This week on Squats and Margaritas, it's nutrition, strength, and mindset coach Beth Barocco bringing some no bullshit realness to Squats and Margaritas podcast. Um, I found her on another podcast and I was actually interested because she mentioned that she is sober. Um, I have recently become hashtag sober curious and I want to talk about that. But after following her on Instagram, she is the most authentic fitness account that I've ever seen. She will call out the bullshit. I cannot wait to get into all of the fitness myths, all of the nutrition tips that are going around on the internet and see what she has to say about them. I have a feeling she's not going to hold back. Please do me a favor and hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening to this episode. And then you'll get an alert every time a new Squats and Margaritas podcast episode drops. Here's my episode with Beth Farako. We need to debunk some fitness myths, <laughs> especially some of the things that you get like called out for like ingredients, like, Oh my God, the ingredients police. Yeah. Follow the science. Like I, you know, that's where it's like Lane Norton, like Andy does healthy, like food science, babes, like actual people that are food scientists, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? So not Instagram um, influencer yeah. scientists. And I think there's this part of like, there's a big orthorexic you know, like everything has to be clean. Like what is clean? What, you know what I mean? You know, everything in moderation. It's like, I'm not drinking a hundred premier protein shakes a day. I've done a lot worse in my life. <laughs> you know, we're going to get into that. <laughs> yeah. And it's, that's the thing. It's like a lot of these people, it's like, you know, you're shaming someone for drinking a diet Coke, which is absolutely safe. You know, aspartame. Oh, no, diet Coke is the devil. I heard. Right. Like, oh my God, cancer. Well, you know, they did studies on rats. Um, in 2005, and I think that was where they fed them like something like 10 cans of Cokes a day, which is equivalent to like 2000 cans of Coke a day in a human. Okay. Like, so, okay. so we are not rats. We're not, <laughs> we're not fucking rats. <laughs> so it's just a lot of misconceptions and fear mongering and privilege. I feel like people don't understand when you're shaming you're going into grocery stores and you're shaming all the ingredients and food. And you're like this here, try this option, which is like a freaking $10, you know, um, version of almond milk. It's like, mm -hmm. who, who the fuck's going to buy that? Someone in Malibu on like the Pacific coast highway. Yes. That that's about it. <laughs> yeah, so. exactly. It's like what people can afford to do and make healthy choices. It's like you said, it's moderation. You're not drinking 10 diet Cokes. You're not drinking 10 pure protein shakes. And if people right. are nitpicking the ingredients in your protein shake, like you could be doing a lot worse. And I feel oh, like yeah. people just project their own <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, for sure. She's got a protein shake that has the things in it. So get her like, yeah. yeah. Like, oh my God, I can't believe you. You're not a health coach. You're promoting, yes. you know, it's like, oh really? Okay. Okay. I'm, yes. I'm actually trying to help people with their relationship with food. And that's part of it. Like the good and the bad food people will, you know, not eat certain things, but then they'll binge on them because they stay away from them. Yes. Um, it's a consistent cycle. Well, I, I don't know how much you know about my struggles, but I struggled I with anorexia, bulimia, mm -hmm. um, just having like no self-worth, obviously orthorexia, which I didn't even know was a thing until like a few years ago, but I felt like I was like healed from my not maybe healed. I still had the mental noise, but I don't throw up mm -hmm. my food anymore. So I'm doing it the right way, but everything right. is clean, quote clean. And when I lived that way, which is why I started this podcast, why I wrote my book, mm -hmm. I weighed 20 pounds more. 
when all I did was read ingredients and count my calories, make sure mm-hmm. I worked out seven days a week. And for me during that time, exercise was canceling out food. That's right. how I saw exercise, which is an eating disorder. I mean, I actually mm-hmm. had exercise bulimia at a point where I would jot down the calorie count and then go immediately work off the calorie count. But wow, yep. it's a form of exercise bulimia when you are working out to cancel out what you ate. Mm-hmm. And when I live that way, it's like, you can talk about cortisol. Like you're in such a state of stress. Cortisol is a stress hormone that makes you hold on to fat and all of that stress that you're living with in pursuit of this physical ideal. And you're being so like strict mm-hmm. is working against you is what I yeah. found because yeah. when I calm the F down and just started listening to my hunger cues and allowing daily indulgences, I've been able to maintain a 20 pound weight loss, enjoying my life. Right. Yeah. And I didn't enjoy any part of my life when I was in that pursuit of this ideal that I never found until moderation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, you felt like probably felt like a prisoner in your own, in your own body. Sucked. You know what I mean? My yeah. life sucked. I was miserable that I was heavy. I was 20 pounds heavier, frustrated that I'm doing everything right. And I can't mm-hmm. lose weight. I was over exercising and under eating and my body was holding on to everything that I put on in it because I would eat a few hundred calories a day, do an hour on a cardio machine. And my body was like, hold up. We yeah. are not going to burn because you are not fueling yourself enough. Yeah. Well, your body metabolically adapts to the low calories. Yes. So you're no longer in a deficit, but so the only way to do go is to keep going lower and lower and lower, which is, you know, you can't, you just can't do that, you know, and then you're at, what, up like four or 500 calories. So you have I wasn't to like, eating carrots during this time, Beth, like that's yeah. how many things. Were oh my God. Cause it was starchy. Wow. Yeah. And it, yeah. And I was, I was 20 pounds heavier. So, so when you, you started eating more, you started building your metabolism and ta-da. Women don't stress. hear that. It was it reverse you know? dieting. Yeah. Yeah. Like yes. you have to explain that please. So what you do is you, you slowly add calories back each week um, until your weight stabilizes between like the same five to 10 pounds, you know, and you may gain weight because, you know, your body's like, what the fuck is happening? Your metabolism can't break. So you're basically, you know, you're feeding the fire. You're stoking the metabolic fire um, and getting it where it's supposed to be. And, but women don't think it's like my, our whole life. You're taught calories in versus yeah. calories out, eat less, work out more. And that failed me for mm-hmm. 20 years from 16 to 36, <laughs> barely ate over exercised 20 pounds yeah. heavier. So it's like, we yeah. have to spread this message. Like you have to eat now. I eat yeah. about two times as much as I used to. And I put muscle on my body. Yeah. Which is huge, it. which that'll, um, you know, help your metabolism and getting more protein and eating more, right. We're, we actually, by eating, we're burning calories by like thermic effective food, which protein has the most of women you know? are not told this. No, I hate that. Like women are, wait, you just said put muscle on my body, but when I get bulky, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's such a misconception. You know how hard it is to get bulky. Oh. I've been trying to gain muscle for like five years. You know, it, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work too. It uh, is, your body as a woman is not going to do that naturally. And right. I shied away from weights for so long thinking like, no, I pick everybody's picturing that bodybuilder lady. Yeah. Eats a certain amount of food, probably eight times more than you do and lifts eight hours a day to get that body. Your yeah. body is not going to naturally bulk strength no. training three or four times a week. Yeah. And the body that you're looking for is coming from strength training. Like everyone wants that toned body. You, you get it from strength training and you get it from lifting heavy Yeah, because I would be like, I'm going to stick to like tens. Cause I just no. want to tone. Yeah. 
I did not have any muscle tone until I started lifting much heavier. And now Beth is a trainer. I'm not a trainer disclaimer. I'm not saying just go pick up heavy weights. You have to get right. there gradually, but don't be afraid to yeah. lift heavier because that tone that you're looking for mm-hmm. is when you lift heavier. And I felt like the men are in the weight room for so long. The women are on the cardio machine. When you walk into a gym, look around the women with that ideal body that you're trying to get. She's not on the elliptical. She's in the weight room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's and think what- about it. Like in our forties and fifties, we're losing muscles, sarcopenia, osteoporosis. You got to get, get in the gym, you know, believe it or not, our metabolism does not really lower until we're in our sixties. So you guys oh. that blame your metabolism because you're in your forties, recent studies have shown it's fucking bullshit. So, <laughs> and the other thing about muscle, you get like your tone, but putting muscle on your body and what that does for the metabolism. So let's talk, maybe we could just talk about like what our metabolism is like made up of first. So yes. it starts with like our basal metabolic rate. Okay. So it starts at BMR. That's, we burn the most calories just by living and breathing. So when people are eating 1200 calories, your basal metabolic rate is most likely a couple hundred calories higher than that. We're talking 1400 or not a couple thousand, I should say 1400, 1500, just by living and breathing and sleeping. Okay. Just by me sitting here, I'm burning calories. Um, then it's your neat, which is your non-exercise activity thermogenesis. That's think about that's all non-planned exercise. So like sweeping, mopping, vacuuming, fidgeting, going, walking the dog. That's next on the list of the, the, that's why I say walk all the time. That's why I say, get the fuck up more than sit. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then it's your, um, I believe it's your thermic effective food which is how many calories it takes just to burn your, your food that you're eating. And then your exercise activity is at the bottom. Okay. Whoa. Yeah. That burns less than 10 to 15% of your total daily energy expenditure. And that's why when I tell people, it's like, you guys, you're focusing on the wrong thing. <laughs> you feel like I got my 30 minutes or my hour in, in the morning. So it's like, no. I'm just going to sit on the couch for the rest yeah, of the day. Yeah, no, that you're fucked. <laughs> I um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Move, just keep moving. That's why when I'm on the phone, I'm working, I'm pacing my house. Um, you know, I'm always trying to get up more than, than not. That's our metabolism. Just by living, we're burning the most calories and then you're neat. So that's why I get up and walk you guys, you know, do whatever you need to do, you know, just be active, um, more than not. So if you're strength training four days a week, you need to be moving other than, other than that also, not okay. just, you know, your hour workout. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be like for moms. I have a, um, three and a six-year-old. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I'm like, I don't have, I used to think like, if I can't go take an hour hit class, it's like, I don't have time to work out today. It doesn't have to be an hour. Like yeah. you said, yeah. and it doesn't have to be a planned workout, right? Like, take your, put your kid in the stroller and go for a walk. Yeah. Go for a walk. That's, I mean, walking is the most underrated form of exercise. Yeah. And I think it's important to find an exercise that you love that you can stick to. So if, if the only thing you could do is walk, just walk but try to get some strength training. And if you can, you know, I realize it's, you know, hard, but two days a week, you know, and you don't have to do four or five, six days a week of strength training. Exactly. And, um, I think most women, when they're looking for diet or fitness tips, they're looking for a fat loss. How much more is it nutrition versus exercise? Or is that the reverse? Like nutrition is the driver of fat loss. Exercise is the passenger in the fat loss car. I love that. I got that from uh, Susan Niebergall. She's uh, a coach that I'm um, friends with. And she always says that. And it's like, that's such the perfect analogy because everyone thinks that exercise is the driver. It's not. You can't outrun a fork. You can't. <laughs> I was the person that tried to do that. I would train for like half marathons and stuff. And I'm like, why am I not losing weight? Um, because I was eating like a fucking asshole. <laughs> and it doesn't matter. Like your body will also metab- metabolically adapt to your cardio. 
as well. So, you know, your body becomes very efficient. (laughs) So in the beginning, you'll burn more calories because you're starting out. But then, you know, you're running three miles and you start to run six or 10. Then you start to burn the same amount a 10 mile run as you do in a three mile run. So it's like, we got to stop focusing on how many calories that we're burning and just do these things because we love them and they're good for us. Keep Keep the calories out of the exercise. That's you know. what it should be. Exercise should be to feel good in the endorphins. Yes. You cannot beat that feeling. I'm like yeah. ready to deal with my kids, but I used to exercise, like I said, to undo food. Same. It's not that. It's that's so disordered when you think about it. It's like, I'm going to, you know, think about it like, oh, I deserve, I ran. So I'm going to have a donut. Like, yeah. oh, I just, <laughs> like you deserve this donut. It's like, now have the fucking donut anyway. Who cares? It's because it's um, mental. Cause you're always canceling out. Like you're trying to I, I still, obviously the way I talk, I, everybody can tell I didn't go to therapy for my eating disorders. Like I stopped doing it, but mm-hmm. I still have the mental noise. I've been told a lot of times I'm, I still have the fat phobic language. I don't want to have that, but mm-hmm. it's the mental, I do not abuse my body at all anymore, but I don't know right. if I'll ever not. It's not that I calculate anymore. Cause I did mm-hmm. <laughs> I calculate it now. It's it's very strict. I feel like I shouldn't even say, I will say to you because you're a yeah. very upfront fitness, like other people. I, I want to talk through this. Yeah. I truly Beth, I truly eat whatever I want. I'm not going to tell people eat whatever you want, but I have maintained a 20 pound weight loss mm-hmm. eating. I, I'm t- like chicken wings, pasta, beer, yeah. whatever I want. I eat like banana pudding or cake and, or something in the morning. I have maintained yeah. this. I have put muscle on my body. Is this an anomaly? Does this not usually happen? Because when I tried a lot harder watching my calories, I weighed 20 pounds more. Now I eat what I want. I don't need a ton. I guess it's moderation. Yeah. Moderation. That's all it is. I eat what I want. Yeah. I mean, I eat what I want too. I think because when we restrict so much, then we binge and we restrict, we binge, we restrict, we binge. And that's, it's a cycle when you finally learn how to live in moderation, food is not on a pedestal anymore. Yes. So, it's not as enticing. You know, it's not when people are like, what's your favorite thing to eat? I'm like, I don't know. I, I really just don't fucking care anymore, which is so crazy because I used to be so hyper-focused on like, oh my God, pizza. Damn. <laughs> it's my, you know, it's my cheat day. I can have. Pizza. Yeah. It's like, I was so obsessed with like yes. a certain food, but now since I incorporate everything, I don't binge on things anymore. That's so what it is. I stop eating when I'm full. Like the body knows when it's hungry, the body knows when it's full. Most of the time, some of us have our hunger cues off because of eating disorders and things like that, or, um, you know, uh, imbalanced hormones can throw off hunger. So, you know, it's really just pay attention to your hunger, your fullness cues, and including all the foods that you love. Yes. Nothing is off limits. That's what I used to do. It would be like, I, cake? They're absolutely not. You're right. not having cake. But then if you go, go to a wedding and you have a bite of cake, it was, I blew it. So yeah. I might as well eat the whole cake because that's I'm going to start over on Monday. Yeah. I never, yeah. that's what it is. I never overdo it because it's less tempting. You're like, I can have some more tomorrow. That's, that's yes. what I tell people when they're struggling with overeating. It's like, just tell yourself, you know, you can have more tomorrow. The stuff is not off limits. It used to be during the week was clean and weekend yeah. was bender alcohol. Um, you have to drink all the wine because it's not allowed on Monday. If you just <laughs> live in moderation, yeah. like it's, it's easier. Like you enjoy mm-hmm. your life, you get what you want. And it's almost like your brain is satisfied because you got what you wanted. So you don't need, like when I would eat, a cookie and I'm doing mm-hmm. air quotes that was like yeah. high protein, low sugar, 
uh, no carb cookie, I would mm. eat the entire package because my mm-hmm. brain was like, what the fuck? Like, I'm obviously right. not satisfied. Now I can eat a real cookie and be satisfied because it's a real yes, cookie. Yes, exactly. That's what people don't understand. Just eat the fucking bag of chips or the, yeah. the mini snack bag of chips because- yeah. If you don't, if you're just, you're going to eat like some freaking protein bag of chips, it's not satisfying what you want. No. So and you eat it all because it's yeah. high protein and it's, it's low so, carb. so good for you. So I hate um, all of it. Yeah. It's, it's so common. It, oh it is. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was just because yeah. of my noise and disorder, no. but I'm sure you, you train people and you, you hear what's very common. common. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. So eat what you want, eat in moderation. And then the hunger cues, you mentioned hunger cues. I was aware of my hunger cues for so long, but it sadly, it was almost like a win. Like I'd be hungry and be like, Oh, I'm going to wait. I would always say right. was saving calories because mm-hmm. it was calories in versus calories out. If I wait to a, a meal time, it'll be less calories for the rest of the day, yeah. always calculating. Um, so I'm hungry, but I'm not eating or like, obviously when I was bulimic, I would eat to mm-hmm. the point of actually throwing up. So yeah. now I would never go back to that again, like to ever feeling that fullness again. Now yeah. it's like, taking that second to check in. Like, am mm-hmm. I eating because there's still food on the plate? Am I still hungry? Take that second. Yeah, I am. See, this I- is amazing. Like you're creating, you have created awareness for yourself, which I teach people. That's like, okay, sit down, eat your food on a plate and actually like enjoy your food. Take like your time eating, put the fork down, like ask yourself, like, like you just said, you know, am I just a second still hungry? Like check in with yourself. Yeah. Um, do, why do I want more? Do I need more? Just wait. You know, it sounds like a lot of steps. It's like, take the time. And then I had somebody on there, like intuitive eating is bullshit. Do you really want to know what real intuitive eating? It's like, what, what am I feeling right now? Am I hungry? <laughs> what? And it's like this whole, I was like, I don't do that. Like, it's just a right, second right. of like. Am I eating because there's food here or Mm -hmm. am I hungry? Do I need another one? I say it on every show. Fish tacos is my favorite thing. If it's on the menu, I'm getting it exactly how it's prepared. Sour cream, cheese, all the things. They Mm -hmm. give you like three or four. I eat one and I check in. Usually never going to be satisfied with one. I'll probably eat two. I don't eat four. And I, before I never wanted to waste anything. Like I still, I don't want to say before, I still have like a weird thing about wasting yeah. things. Take it home because yeah. you're going to be hungry in an hour. And so you've eaten the four fish tacos, but you didn't just bomb your body with four fish tacos at once. I kind of break it up. And mm-hmm. if I'm not, if I'm satisfied, I stop eating them. What yeah. I would do before would be like fish tacos, but um, no sour cream, guacamole on the side, no cheese. I'm eating bland. It's basically fish in a tortilla. Oh, I eat yeah. all four, Beth, because it's basically fat free. I right. didn't enjoy it at all. Now I get exactly what I want. Mm-hmm. My brain is satisfied because I got all the stuff on it and I eat two and it's just, my life is good. I got the fish tacos and I weigh 20 pounds less. And I need to just talk to the me that was yeah. 10 years ago, 20 years ago, like calculating and doing all the things like you are all of that is working against you. You're so stressed out and like, yeah, you're not enjoying your food and it's all in the pursuit of having a better body. I got a better body and I enjoy my food now Yeah, because I'm mindful. Mm-hmm. It's just hunger cues. You're hungry. Your body's telling yeah. you something to eat. It, it, I, it, before I'd be like, I feel hungry, but I just had breakfast. I'm not gonna have another breakfast. Like that's, it was all, now I have another breakfast. <laughs> yeah, I have two breakfasts. Eat literally. again, and I, I, and I weigh less. It's like, because yeah. all the mental stuff, it's like, no, I just ate breakfast. I'm not hungry. I can't be hungry. Even though my body's like, I'm hungry. You yeah. know, 
It's just be in tune with what your body is trying to tell you. And your body for me just kind of went to like a homeostasis point and it stays there. Mm-hmm. It's it trusts me almost. It's like she's gonna eat again. We yeah. can burn. She's not gonna work out twice a day, which I used to do. It's like I'm in sync with my body. Yeah, because I'm not a. That's, I, that's I, amazing. I, did I mention I'm not a trainer? Or a nutrition? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like I have found something that I yeah with the people. And the thing is, like, it worked for you, and that's that's what people don't understand. It's like everyone, we're all individual. When someone asks me something, it's like I, my answer is always like it depends. Yeah, it depends. You know because what may work for you may not work for somebody else. Um, that's why when I have these videos of people like, this is the way, this is how it's like, no, um, you know, it really is a depends situation. Of course, like certain things are, you know, scientifically, you know, proven, but, um, when it comes to like eating and what people eat, it really is an, it depends situation. And because, but because it worked for me, I can't not share it because yeah. it could help somebody else. Exactly. And, and somebody yeah. that is on the, on the cardio machine, afraid to bulk up mm-hmm. only eating salads and not snacking. I, I can help. Like, I, I have to help you. Yeah. I, I please eat more, please put muscle on your body and yeah. trust that I have done the homework. I've done all the diets. I've had all the eating disorders. I've tried every way yeah. <laughs> I was miserable. Now I'm happy yeah. and happen to reach my physical ideal, which eating disorder community does not like me to say, it should not be about a physical ideal. I should be happy at any size, but admittedly, I feel my best when I'm in my best physical body and maybe yeah. I need to work on that more. But for me, I have achieved my best physical body at 40 by taking care of my body in a healthy yeah. way after yeah. trying to achieve it by throwing up my food, over-exercising, depriving all these things. I have found yeah. it taking care of myself and in a healthy way. Yeah, that's, see, that's, I love that so much. That's amazing. And uh, I think it's also okay to love your body and want to change your body. Yes, exactly. I think that's another thing, like people, it's like, it's like, you know, happy at any size. Yeah, of course, that's great. That's amazing. But also, you know, don't shame someone for wanting to become better for themselves. Right, exactly. Just don't shame anyone for anything. Like leave everyone alone. (laughs) Exactly, yeah, exactly. Let people live. There's two other things I want to talk to you about before we get into my sober journey. Yeah. Um, one is we, there, we agree on basically everything except one thing that consistency and like no days off, never miss a Monday. That was me. Like mm. I would never, you could not pay me to take a day off. And that was me in the stressed out. I have to work out 20 pounds, heavier body. Now, if I'm not feeling it, I don't work out are you talking more to somebody that hasn't d- developed like a consistent pattern yet? Like never miss a Monday. Didn't work for me. Get up at 5. AM. Like if mm. I'm tired now at 5. AM, like I, I know I'll, I'll get it in at another time. Like when I used to make myself mm, work yeah. out, it was something I dreaded. Now I look at exercise differently. I have found my best physical body and I don't make myself stick to a consistent schedule. It's like, I just am more in tune with my body. If I feel like it today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's more like uh, consistent and then like being rigid are two different things. Okay. Right. Like consistency over rigidity yes. all day long. So, Agreed. you know, think of it like, um, your health is a gift rather than a chore. Like, I, of course, you know, for me, like I strength train four days a week. I have to make myself a schedule because that's what works for me. 
I have to go Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Cause you know, if I don't, I won't go. Yeah. So that's how I stay consistent. And I think like, especially if you have a goal, um, you know, you just, you have to, uh, give yourself shit. It's like, okay. Especially if you're the type of person to be like over and over and over again, I just want to do it. Yeah. I'm just not, I'm just tired. You know, you know, da, 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 da. and you're consistently doing that. Like I agree I, that that's a whole different story. It's like, you know, I, I don't want to go to the gym half the time, but I do because I know how it makes me feel. I never regret it when I'm there, but it's not like I'm rigid about it where I'm going seven days a week, never miss a fucking Monday. You know, I, that's, I used I, to, I love my rest, you know, yes. like I have at least three days where I, I don't go to the gym at all, but I'm walking or doing something active, like hiking, swimming, whatever. Um, but it, it's just like, like I said, cause consistency over rigidity. I absolutely love that. And rest days is like when you see the benefits, like that's when yeah. your muscles, I was never taking a day off. Yeah. So you got to like, rest. It, yeah. But I don't, the people that the women that are seven days a week, like, yeah. What, what are the benefits of rest days? Like that's when they rebuild. That's, that's when you're, you're, that's when you're actually muscle is building. You have to take rest days. Yeah. It's super important maybe that was my problem too. I never, I would never take a rest day. Yeah. Um, I am in my forties. I believe I am perimenopausal. I've diagnosed myself just because of the hormone fluctuations. I'm mm-hmm. feeling, are we not supposed to be doing like hit workouts into our, is that doing something with our hormones? Like how should we be exercising approaching perimenopause and menopause? I think that like with this thing, this people overthink it. I think it's just movement oh. is, but be- movement is better than not moving at all. Um, you know, I don't like it. Like I, I, because, you know, to me, that's just, I can go jog or something. I don't, but I thought real quick, the benefit was that like you burn calories, like you burn at a higher, uh, rate. Well, see, like this is, day. this is where people go wrong too, is we're getting into the burning calories thing again. Aha. We get, we need to get away Damn. from that. Right. Yes. I gotcha. I thought that was the whole point of hit. It's like, no, no, burning no. at a higher rate. And the next day you don't even work out and you're still burning. Yeah. See, this- no, that's not how it works, but oh, <laughs> what is the point of it? Then? You may be burning X amount of calories in the moment. Right. Uh, okay. and things like that. But that is, like I said, nutrition is the driver. So if you're doing fucking hit who matter, what, what does it matter? Like you're, if you're eating like an asshole, it has, it's your counterproductive there. Okay. So I think it's important for women to realize that they should be moving in a way that they love in a way that they can actually be consistent with, because if you're doing hit, because you're trying to burn calories, it's fucking miserable. You don't want to do that. You want to Like, if you like Pilates, do Pilates. If you love hit fucking do hit fine. I, right? I don't see anyone <laughs> doing hit that doesn't just want to burn calories. No one likes it. No one likes it. That's the thing. It's like, so, to- yeah, fuck burpees. They're useless. <laughs> um, it's like, who wants, you are not. I used to teach group coaching. Um, like four years ago. And there was like women in their forties and fifties and, um, doing burpees. And that was ugly to watch. Um, we had a lot of shoulder injuries. Um, you know, that no one did the, there was no good form at all. Um, it's just, you, when you know better, you do better. It's, you know, you might as well do a push up and a squat separately than a fucking burpee. Um, because most people don't have the ankle, the hip mobility to do them correctly. And we're not trying to dodge bullets. We're not in the army. So there's no need to do that. Okay. Fuck burpees. <laughs> if you like burpees, great. Have fun. Nobody but, likes burpees. You know, I, I get trashed when I talk about burpees. People are like, oh my God, it's the best fucking 
exercise ever. It's like, no, it's not. It's literally no, not. I uh, hate burpees. And it's usually people that have been in the army and then they were told to do them by their drill sergeant. Um, that's not how I work. So drill sergeant. <laughs> if you do not have a drill sergeant in your life, you know, burpees. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, Beth, let's get into it. Okay. I have not even talked about this on my show yet. Um, I actually talked to, do you know, Gabby Bernstein? Yes. Uh, I interviewed her hmm. and talked to her about it. And I was yep. like, how can I be sober curious? Like my brand is squats and margaritas. And right. she's like, fuck your brand. <laughs> I was like, okay. Gabby said, <laughs> she was like, yeah, this is an authentic, uh, journey that you're on right now. I want to get into it, but I wanted you to start. You described yourself as an orthorexic alcoholic. Yeah. Can you talk about that time in your life? Oh, fuck. That was great. So um, I, like some of the people I see on TikTok, um, would be like the ingredients police, you know, to my husband, to every, you know, to myself, like, oh my God, I would not buy anything unless it was organic, um, you know, to the whole nine yards, like juicing, you know, all that stuff. So meanwhile, I'm drinking a bottle or two of wine at night. Yeah. Okay. So biggest hypocrite. I'm, I, <laughs> I totally admit, you know, and then I would no, be yeah. like giving, giving my husband such shit for having ice cream or Doritos. I'd be like, Oh my God, I can't believe you, what you're doing to your body. It's like, Oh yeah. Listen, <laughs> yeah. take a look at yourself. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how long so, ago yeah. was this? How, how um, I'll be seven years sober in, in August. Oh my God. Amazing. But yeah. Whoa. Okay. So yeah, I was a hot living... mess. Hot mess. Did you get pulled over or something? Did I, did, did I, um, my turning, my turning point was I drove drunk with my son and my stepdaughter in the car, like 30 minutes away from like a barbecue that we were at on my anniversary. Um, and I don't remember. I don't remember at all. And I just woke up and this, this was, had been building up where I'm like, I need to do something. I would always try to quit drinking and I never did. And it would always be worse. And the thing with me was like, I had disordered eating, eating habits with my alcoholism. Like I would do diets just to stop drinking. Like I would do like paleo, like for 30 days or oh let's say like, like a fucking cleanse. So I wouldn't like, I would secretly do that. So I know I wouldn't be able to drink. But then as soon as the diet was over, I would start drinking again. Uh, it was like a, complete pattern. I can't so, say that I do that, but I picture, I know a lot of people that do that. And then I, I, I'm always like, what is the point? As soon as you're done, you're just, you do yeah. start drinking again. It's not like a catapult mm -hmm. into something bigger. It's just like, I'm going to take these 30 days off and yeah. I'm going to keep drinking. Okay. So that was yeah. the turning point and you just that was turning point. And no, I actually, there was an AA meeting down the street for me. And I was like, I need to do this because over and over, over again, I kept trying to quit and it wouldn't work. And I was like, I fucking need help. I know I do. I'm going to die. I'm going to kill someone. How did um, you try to quit on your own? Like before that, just day? like doing those diets, like just 30 days. And I would always, or I'm going to like go this whole entire week without drinking. I'd make it three days. I can't, I can tell you right now. I can't make it a week. It's hard. It was hard. But I, so I always feel, are you familiar with um, Annie Grace? Like she wrote this naked mind. It's about like retraining your brain. It's basically like you have a subconscious need to drink, mm -hmm. but once your conscious brain realizes the poison that it is, mm. you don't even want to drink anymore. And so I'm actually interviewing her in two weeks. And okay. I was like, thank you so much for saying yes. Cause I'm sure she's like, where the hell would I do squats and margaritas? And I was like, <laughs> no, honestly, like I am sober curious and right. that book. I've sent it to other people now. And I, I have to say, I was very offended when someone sent it to me and uh -huh. I was like, 
like stay in your lane. Like, don't worry about my drinking. Somebody I used to go to high school with then a just random follower was like, I really think you should read the same book. And I was like, like offended, but then Uh I read it and it has changed my life. Like I don't at this point think I will be sober and it's Mm -hmm. still just holding on to those moments. Like if I'm in Napa and having a glass of wine or like with a great meal, but I truly Beth up until like, there's been some instances that I'm completely candid about recently. Mm -hmm. I can moderate. And I've really realized that that is not, um, typical. Like Mm -hmm. I hate binge drinking. Like Mm -hmm. if I'm out all day, I look, I'm like, how do you just keep, it's like when my drink is empty, like the, my friends will get another drink. Like I don't do that, but I do want to have one. And I do Mm want to have an IPA with chicken wings or Mexican. And I do want to have a glass of wine, um, with like a steak or pasta. Like, it's almost like, I think a lot of it is I pair, like I want the whole experience, like, Mm -hmm. because for so long food was like either off limits or just a vehicle to purge on. Now I truly enjoy food. And I, I couldn't go three days without having just a glass of wine or a beer, but I can really just have a glass of wine or a beer. I don't, Mm -hmm. it doesn't lead to two or three. So I have to watch how I say I drink every day, but I guess I I have a drink every day. It doesn't because I don't want to tell people that may not be able to moderate that there Mm -hmm. have been instances where I have not moderated and I feel like absolute shit the next day. And I never want to feel like that again. I've Mm -hmm. also made sure I stopped drinking at night. Like I'll have a drink with uh, dinner, but then before I would have like a glass of wine right before bed, but it fucks up my sleep. I'm not going to do anything that's going to fuck up my sleep or make Mm -hmm. me feel shitty the next day. So I've already made like, I'm drinking a lot less than I used to, but I Mm -hmm. can't completely just not have a beer or not have a glass of wine with, but you can, you're telling yourself you can't. It's, I mean, do you think like, I don't enjoy my food because I don't have wine with my, my, uh, my, um, meal. Right. I don't know. Fries with no beer, like, or tacos without a beer. Mm -hmm. I can't, I don't, it's all a pairing though. Like, does that mean that's, those are the thoughts. Yeah. I mean, not all, see, this is another thing. Not all, all alcoholics or people that have struggled with alcohol, like get blackout drunk. It's not binging though. Is it, is it going there? Did you start that way? Not all alcoholics binge drink. Now that, okay. How do not alcoholics binge drink? Not all alcoholics binge drink. So you could be like, see to me, like, it may be like, I can't, I can't. It's like the words that you're telling yourself. I can't. I know um, our thoughts ultimately dictate our actions. And also alcoholism is a progressive disease. You don't just start out. Like, of course, I was also the one that was like, oh, I can have a glass of wine with my meal and be fine. It just becomes progressive over the years. So I just um, haven't gotten some to people, point yet. some people are quicker than others. Um, like it took me years to get probably 20 fucking years to get to where I was, where I was like, oh my God, I need to stop. Um, everyone is different, really. But it is um, going to progress. But also, I think it's like the, the words that you're choosing and you're saying that you can't like enjoy a meal without I know. like that's that's a I mean bit, it. Though. That's something I, you need I to think about, it. maybe. I admit <laughs> it. Though. But then it's like sometimes I'll say like my sisters will do a 30 day metabolism reset or something and they're not drinking. I was like, I'm not going to not drink. Then there'll be I was like, I drank yesterday. I had a beer with dinner and my sister would be like, that's not drinking. And I'm like, but that's what I do. It's she's like, that's not they laugh at me. They're like, Oh yeah, you're drinking. Like they, because it's not a binge situation, which Mm -hmm. is what I see around me a lot, but I do want to have my glass of wine. 
I did you see what mm-hmm. I did there? I didn't say need. yeah. <laughs> see, so in some way, alcohol has a hold on you. It does, uh, but it's not. So you're saying it just has. It's going to get to the point. It may not, but I'm just saying that the fact that you are resistant, yes, a little bit. I admit to and and like, and it's all about the experience. It is, um, you know, but which is is uh, something that is common in in that world. You know, alcoholics. Of, I mean, yeah, you're, you think I'm, I need I'm not, you. I'm not going to hear you. I'm not going to be real. fun or, or it's like, no, imagine, I'm fun. <laughs> or I'm not going to enjoy this meal without this fucking IPA. Yes, I, mean, I won't. And this is how I know. Also, <laughs> you know how people like I interviewed Katie Couric and she invited uh-huh. me to her um, show that night. So I'm like, oh my God. And you, it's like the shittiest, the bar had like, I don't, can't even think, I don't want to, let's say Baron, like shitty, shitty wine <laughs> at this, yeah. like at this convention hall. And I made that I would before be like, well, it's wine. Like I would just get it. And I would get like a double big wine just to have wine drink. I don't mm-hmm. do that anymore. I'm like, I'm not, I don't want shitty wine, mm-hmm. but I want the option. If there was an IPA or if there was a nice bottle of wine to have a glass of wine, I don't, yeah. I would have gotten the wine before just to like get a buzz and have wine be having the experience. But now it's like, I'm more conscious of it. Like I don't drink shitty wine. I really enjoy the taste of an IPA. So it's like, if they Mm -hmm. don't have an IPA, I'm not going to drink beer or like at a ballpark, there's like Miller lighter. So I don't like the taste of it. It tastes like water. I'm not going to get it just to have beer and get drunk at a bar ballpark. That's why I like, feel like it's a little bit like I prefer like the taste of a certain and I just have that. And I don't have three. I don't I usually yeah. have two, but I want my glass of wine mm-hmm. and I don't drink at night because I don't want to be hungover. And I, yeah. I, I don't, um, I see people binge drinking. I don't, it makes me like, why would you do that to yourself? So I do see, I, I guess that book has made me so cognizant of my patterns mm-hmm. and my, but I, I don't want to not have it at all, but I have, I drink so much less. And I feel yeah. like if it were off limits and it's like, you cannot have wine and you cannot have beer. Like you talk about what works for everyone. That wouldn't yeah. work for me off limits. Yeah. Don't do that to me. Cause then I'm like, no, like if I know it's allowed, it's almost like less tempting. Like I can have a, a bottle of wine open in my fridge and not feel mm-hmm. like I got to finish it because it's wine. It's yeah. not like wine that used to be off limits. So you got to drink all the wine on Saturday, which is how I used to live. I yeah. do it in moderation, but I do want it to still be a part of my life, even though I, I guess I kind of got away from moderation and now I'm so cognizant of every choice, but I guess yeah. it's, it's, it's on my mind a lot. It's taking yeah. up a lot, <laughs> taking up some space. Yes. And I yeah. guess if I just said it's off limits, yeah, but I you don't have to have say this- it's off limits. Like I don't tell myself like alcohol's off limits. I just tell myself that I can, if I want to drink, I can have some, I can have a drink tomorrow. I don't think any like person that struggles with alcohol or anything should ever be like, I'm never drinking again. Cause there's always the choice that you can. Um, I just choose not to today and I'm going to mm. choose not to tomorrow. That way it's not like, it's almost like the good and bad food thing. If you tell yourself, I can't ever have that. You're going exactly. to be like, fuck that. I'm going to, of course I'm going to have that. Um, so <laughs> or you have a sip and it's like, it's over. And then you drink the bottle because you, yeah, work. I it, don't, I just know how I, I can't. Right. It's but like you, you don't gotta, even do it off limits. I love that. I didn't know that you, yeah. you, you look at it that way. I thought it was just like, yeah. I'm done. I'm done. It, I mean, I just look at it as like, I'm not drinking today. I'm not drinking tomorrow. I know I struggle with alcohol. I know where I would be if I started to drink again, because I love it so much. Um, so I just choose not to today. And I'm going to, if you could moderate, would it have, you know, the thing is, is that I, 
I just know how alcohol makes me feel. Even one glass, like I'm almost really? 50. I'm going to be 50 in December. So December it's, what? I just 20th. I'm 11th. <laughs> ah, Sagittarius. Sagittarius. Awesome. Fire sign. <laughs> Love it. Um, so it, it's like, I just don't, I don't know. It's not worth it, just, it. it doesn't serve me anymore. That's this interesting. Serve me anymore. That word. It's, because... it's served me in my twenties and thirties. It just doesn't do what my body just doesn't not let doesn't do well. Like I sleep like shit. Um, like perimenopausal symptoms are are worse. Oh it's, no! It's, it's, don't say that. It's a shit show. Yeah, I, you know. And so I just I like being a non drinker. I am on the like. I'm telling. I if I drink, it's one glass of wine or one beer during yeah. the day, but I want to have that. But it's like my, my sister's going to listen to the episode and be like, Oh my God, everyone's like, that's not drinking. <laughs> but it is. It's like that. I have to have it. Like they laugh at me. Cause like, Oh, you had a beer. Oh, that's cute. And I'm like, but I, I can't do the 30 days. Cause I want to have a beer. Yeah. So it's like, what is it? Am I, <laughs> I, don't I think, it, I think what's important is that your relationship with alcohol, only, you know, like no one can tell you otherwise. Right. So that's yeah. something that you on your own, um, have to like do what's right for you. What makes you feel best. And that's like with anything, it's like, that's, what's important. I guess just like, having the moderation, the, the, yeah. the ha- being able to have it and knowing it's not off limits works for me, but I can't say I always completely moderate. And I hate when I don't, like, I don't mm-hmm. want to feel, I hate how alcohol, like the next day makes you feel. So yeah. like I stopped drinking after dinner. Like I don't want to even have a glass of wine because it's going to mess with my sleep or I'm going to wake up and just not feel good. So mm-hmm. I'm cognizant of that and don't want that to happen to my body. Yeah. So I'm like, but you're, if you're saying it's progressive, like I can do that now, but in like in two years, three years. I, and I think get- that's something that you just pay attention to. You know what I mean? I think that's really what it's about. Why can't I just like cut it off like you did? I can't. I don't, I don't know. Not, a, not because a, it's, it's a tough thing. It's not easy. But it's like everybody it took and I, me like, fucking years to, to get to this point. Like it took me years to get to the point where I was like, okay, I know I just can't drink anymore. I just know it's just not good for me. I just like it, it's did nothing good. Like if if you get to a point where it's actually like um affecting your everyday life, you're affecting your, your yeah. you know, your relationship with your kids, your marriage, whatever, like your work, then you're then you, you know, then it's like, okay, maybe I need to check sure. it. But so you I know, just haven't hit if, that yet. And I don't yeah. ever want to. Right. But- I also can't not drink. So <laughs> I want people to listen to this and be like, oh, I get that. Like, I think yeah. the pandemic yeah. it, like made mommy wine culture, like so acceptable. Like at, that's when I feel like so many people started drinking every day. Cause it's like mm-hmm. you're home with your kids. And it's like, that's what you feel is like your de-stressor. And yeah. if there was another way, it's like, that's just, it's so, um, like, it's fi- like, people think that's fine. That mommy has her glass of wine. It's so, um, like I, it's not like mommy's smoking a joint. Like it's, it's more, um, what's the word? I don't know. I'm trying to think. It's um, so, um, acceptable. Like it's right. like, Oh yeah, yeah. Mommy, get your wine, pour your glass of wine. Like, it's just like what moms do, but then mm-hmm. it gets more, you just, you do it every day. But then, it, then, yeah. But then you have these moms that go to soccer games with the fucking, you know, Yeti cups. Jack Daniels and their Yeti cup. But to me, that's every I time know. I see a Yeti cup, I'm like, Oh God. Yeah. So no, I'm not, I, I don't, it's nothing like that. But it is something that I have a lot of, I think about trying not to drink during, like, I want to have a beer and I don't want to feel that way. I know I want to get to a point where I can enjoy a meal and, or like, and Annie Grace is all about, it's the experience. Like what I just described in Napa, she's like, it's 
looking at that, um, beautiful landscape and sitting with your family and your friends. And that's, you don't, it's not the wine, <laughs> right? Like, right. But the wine yeah. is there. So you, yeah. you're like, Oh, it's the winery that makes me so happy. She's like, no, it's the day that you had it. Like, it's not, it's, mm-hmm. it's like retraining your brain to like, not see that that's yeah. what it is, but like, I'm not drinking right. for a buzz. Like, I'm not like, Oh, I wish I had a little buzz right now, which I used to, mm-hmm. I I've been to yeah. that point. I drink like for the taste of it with my food. And if there was a buzz to be had at like a, a concert or a game, I'm like, well, why would I, I don't, that doesn't taste good to me. I'm not, but I could be, have a buzz. Like I don't do that. Yeah. So I guess I'm telling myself, so we're, we're good, <laughs> but I don't know. <laughs> I think it's cool that you're talking about it. And then you're aware, like most people aren't, I think it's good that you're talking about it, like on your podcast. So other people can, I'm sure that can relate to exactly what you're thinking and feeling. Um, Okay. It's totally, it's totally normal. And I, I applaud you for like, seriously, like being sober curious. I am. I, I mean, I'm definitely, it, it makes my life. I mean, I feel I'm not drunk. I never like hung over. Like, so right. that, that part of like, I'm not sober, but I'm not, right. I never drink to excess because it's so not worth it to do that to my body. But I don't want to get to the point where yeah. if it is progressive when I'm trying to, I could catch it now, yeah. but I don't want to yet. <laughs> Um, this yeah. kind of took a turn, but I feel like we got into a lot of the things that I want to talk to you about. Um, yeah. Pouring poison on your menopause symptoms. I wrote down <laughs> that you said, <laughs> yeah, I should just tell myself that. Um, yeah, I will. I will. I work with a lot of women in their forties and fifties and a lot of them struggle with alcohol. Um, and you know, a lot of them are you know, going through menopause and stuff and just lessening the alcohol, moderating a lot of them, you know, like this pandemic made us drink more or whatever have you. It's just like really taking a look. Also, if you have a goal in mind, you know, alcohol doesn't really fit that. If you're trying to figure out calories um, and save for your alcohol, okay, what's more important here? I saw you posted that, like at the time we were recording this, like yesterday, you were just like, what? Yeah. What's more important, alcohol or the goal you're trying to hit? Will you explain too about what your body does? It metabolizes, why it metabolizes? Yeah, well, alcohol is a poison to our body, right? It's a chemical. Yeah, yeah, it's a poison. Um, so your body's going to focus on uh, metabolizing the alcohol before ever, even starting any fat loss. So I think that's what people don't, don't know. Um, and that's also seven calories per gram. And it's not really the alcohol, like at the time, it's what we do because of the drinking, like, you, eat like shit. If, you know, you, you eat, you just, you know, when I drank, I know I would just eat a, have my dinner. Then I would have another dinner and more. <laughs> um, and then the next day you're not moving, you're eating shitty food because you're hungover and you're eating more. It's just, you know, it's a consistent cycle. Um, and you know, I don't tell me that you're sleeping great when you drink because you're passed out. You don't get any rum sleep. So I fucking hate that. I get the best. Oh, sleep. I, sleep, no, I sleep great. You're fucking passed out. You're, you're not sleeping. You're, you're freaking. <laughs> so I get the best sleep. I don't even know. I go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wake up. We're like, Oh, it's morning. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> so you didn't know we were going to talk about all this. Yeah. Um, I love talking about it. I'm so glad that we did. Thank you for doing this. Um, if you're looking for no bullshit realness, um, you need to follow Beth Farako Fitness. Is that on yeah, Instagram? Yeah, you got it. Yep. And you're, and can I just also say your recipes? Like I oh, love the recipes you do on Instagram. They're easy. They're like healthy-ish. And then you have Cut the Crap with Beth and Matt. Yeah, um, my podcast. podcast. Yep. 
And if somebody is inspired and you do online. Yeah, I do um, online um, nutrition and strength coaching. I have um, three coaches on my team. Nice. And where do they yeah. reach out for that? Instagram or do you have um, a website? BethFrockoFitness.com. Okay. Fabulous. Yeah, Anything I'm, else also on, up? I'm also on TikTok. I'm oh, huge on, TikTok. I'm actually bigger on TikTok than Instagram. This Absolutely. is awesome. Thank you. I love talking about this because I think it's really cool to um, actually talk about alcohol with someone that's actually working on the relationship with alcohol, but still drinking and is not like binging. I think that's fucking cool. Thank you so much for listening to the Squats and Margaritas podcast. If you haven't subscribed, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. And I'll see you next week for a brand new episode of Squats and Margaritas. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the Sleep Number Bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.